With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Garrett Wilson. Wow! What a catch! Touchdown, Jets! That kid's amazing. Gibson on the return. Near side. I don't see any flags. Gibson inside the 30. Hits the Jets. And he's going to go. Jets win it. Touchdown. Rookie Xavier Gibson. Game over. Allen has time. Intercepted. Sauce Gardner's got it. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. And he's sacked again by Quinn Williams. What a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen, thank you. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at Play Like a Jet One. And it's time for the Christmas weekend mailbag. Ho, ho, ho. And for that, we bring in my good buddy, who is the editor at JetNation.com and the co-host of Jet Nation Radio, Mr. Glenn Naughton. Glenn, Merry Christmas, my friend. Merry Christmas, Scott. Uh, just back from Belgium today, was uh, was over in Bruges for a couple of days, mentioned it on my show last night. And for anyone, listen, if people want to say Die Hard's a Christmas movie, I can live with that. But if that's the case, so is in Bruges. If you have not seen it, Watch it, and you will have to adjust your Christmas movie rankings. So, Glenn, on yesterday's show, I discovered that Kayla Pace has not seen Major League One or Two. I assigned her as homework to watch both of those movies. I now have homework for myself. I have to watch in Bruges. I'm going to do that. I'm looking forward to it because you speak so highly of it. I'm also looking very forward to answering some questions in the mailbag. We'll start with Hair Club Prez. He says... I think Robert Sala is a better head coach than Mike McDaniel, but McDaniel was able to get Fangio. The Jets had to settle for Hackett because no one else was taking the job because of Woody, and Hackett has killed the Jets, not able to scout Turner, Lazard, etc., and develop talent. What are your thoughts? I'm not trying to be mean here. I think that's wrong in like 800 different ways. First of all, I've seen zero evidence 
that Robert Sala is a better head coach than Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel and his offensive scheme and concepts have been copied by numerous teams in the league. I think he's done a tremendous job of building up Tua. I know everybody wants to credit it to just Tyreek Hill, but Mike McDaniel's done a terrific job of developing Tua Tugavaloa. When he came in, he said, I see Tua Tugavaloa as a top 10 quarterback. A lot of people laughed because he struggled so much his first two years. Well, it turns out Brian Flores didn't know what he had. And I think Tua, somebody compared him to Chad Pennington. I don't know about that one. I think he's a little bit different, but I see the point. He's great with his timing and his accuracy, sort of the way Chad Pennington was. And Chad Pennington before the shoulder surgery was a damn good quarterback. So even if you said that, it's not exactly an insult, but I think they're a little bit different. Still, I think McDaniel's done a great job of scheming. His players seem to really respond to him. And honestly, I think he's become one of the better head coaches in the NFL. And he didn't have Fangio the first year. And look at what happened. They went to the playoffs with terrible quarterback play a lot of the year because Tua was hurt for a good portion of it. They played a playoff game with Skylar Thompson and came close to beating the Bills. So take that for what it's worth. That was on the road, too, by the way. And Fangio came in this year. The defense really struggled at first. As guys got healthy, they've started to play better. But still... I think McDaniel has proven that he's one of the better head coaches in the league. And it wasn't just the flash in the pan. Very smart guy. And I hate to admit it, but he's funny and charming too, in a really dorky way. As far as Nathaniel Hackett, Hackett got the job. Let's be real because the jets knew that he was tight with Rogers. They hired him figuring he ran an offense somewhat close to what the Jets had run before, so they wouldn't have to make major changes in theory. And they figured it would help Lure Rodgers. And if they couldn't get Rodgers, whoever the quarterback was would probably be somebody familiar with the scheme, maybe someone like Tannehill or something like that. Remember, they've got Todd Downing and obviously Keith Carter, who would be familiar with Ryan Tannehill. I'm just giving another example of a quarterback they might have been able to get. So I think that's the reason that Hackett wound up here. And I think the reason Turner, Lazard, all those guys are here is because of Rodgers. And I think the reason they haven't been able to work out is less because of Hackett and more because of Rodgers, because you knew that Lazard wasn't going to be as good without Rodgers. I don't think we realized it was going to be to this extent. Turner was bad no matter what. Maybe I'm missing something, Glenn, but as far as I can tell, if Mike McDaniel was out on the open market tomorrow, a ton of teams would be salivating at the chance to hire him. If Robert Sala got fired, maybe he gets another job as a defensive coordinator, but I don't think anybody's hiring him as a head coach based on the body of work that he's put together here. Yeah, McDaniel is a guy, I don't think anybody is watching Robert Sala's team, especially like look within the division. I don't think anybody's watching Robert Sala's team perform and thinking, oh God, we got to deal with this guy for how many years now? And that's what I think when I look at Mike McDaniel and that offense and what they're doing. Um, it's absolutely ridiculous. You know, and as you said at the top of your answer, so many teams copying what the Dolphins are doing, right? It's a copycat league. When you do something well, other teams are going to try to replicate it. And we've seen that with Mike McDaniel with what he does. And and he, you're right, man. I've, I've watched some of his press conferences, and I, I hate the Dolphins. I really do. Um, probably more than the Pats, you know, going back to when I first became a fan. They were the the bigger thorn in the Jets' side. Um, and I watched that guy, and I'm like, damn it, why do they have to hire someone who's not only a great coach but really likable, like funny dude, makes you laugh. 
I love the deadpan humor, the dry humor when, you know, when people ask him silly questions. So, yeah, better coach than Robert Sala, not particularly close. Um, and, you know, the Hackett thing, what's interesting about the Hackett thing, and maybe interesting isn't the right word, but, you know, we all agree that he was brought in because they wanted to lure Rodgers and all that. But I sort of half joked, and I, I'm sure this is before the Rodgers thing was even in the conversation um, when the Jets were looking for a new OC. And I said on the on the boards at JetNation.com, I said, um, I said, be prepared for Nate Hackett to be the Jets' next offensive coordinator. Because, you know, he, we knew he was available. And I thought back, because I was, re- and listen, I, you know, I wasn't born yesterday. I get that coaches, well, minus Sean Payton, coaches only ever say good things about other coaches. And everyone's great, and everyone's brilliant, and everyone's tough to plan for. But uh, for some reason, the way Robert Sala spoke about Nathaniel Hackett prior to the Jets playing the Broncos last year, like, it was so glowing to me. Like, I was like, I get the feeling Robert Sala really does like Paul Hackett's kid. Um, and that was during the, you know, the previous season. So when he became available and the Jets were searching, I had the thought, like, I really hope they don't go get this guy. And then, of course, you know, as Robert Sala or as, as Aaron Rodgers became a possibility, it was a, it was a no-brainer to go get him. Um, and I'm not saying he's good because he's not, didn't want him, didn't want his dad. Um, can't believe we have a Hackett calling plays again for a team that can't score. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Salah made a bad choice at OC. Heavily influenced by Aaron Rodgers for sure, but I think he did genuinely like him otherwise. And um, I don't I don't see Salah being in McDaniel's class as a head coach either. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Next question comes in from Gus Toon. He says, what does this offense look like with Todd Monken running it? Will there now be a mandate next year for the playoffs or wholesale changes? 
Gus, don't get me thinking about Todd Monken with the Jets. Don't get me thinking about Todd Monken with the Jets. That's a dangerous territory because you know how much I wanted the Jets to hire him in 2019. You know how much I've wanted the Jets to hire him ever since at the end of next year. And Todd Monken is still in Baltimore. He had better be at the top of the Jets list. And look, his resume speaks for itself. I've gone through this and I did a show on Todd Monken when he was first the candidate for the job in 2019. You take a look at what he did at Oklahoma State. Brandon Whedon has talked about it. Brandon Whedon said he probably wouldn't have been a first-round pick if it hadn't been for Todd Monken. You look at what he did with Justin Blackman, helping to turn him into one of the best receivers in the country at Oklahoma State. You take a look at what he did when he was the head coach at Southern Miss. He went in there. That program was in absolute shambles. His first year, they won one game. By the end of his tenure, his third year, they were winning their conference, and he had completely turned around that program and in the process developed several NFL-caliber players, including Nick Mullins, who you just saw start a game for the Minnesota Vikings. Took him from a scrawny 150-pound kid and developed him into an NFL-caliber quarterback. And then he went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where he helped Mike Evans overcome his drop problems, which, by the way, have reared their ugly head recently, but they weren't a problem after Mon can work with him. Adam Humphreys has talked about how he didn't think he would have made it in the league, let alone get that big contract with the Titans if Todd Monken hadn't taken the time to work with him and develop him as a wide receiver. The Buccaneers had the top passing offense in the NFL with Ryan Fitzpatrick and Jameis Winston at quarterback. I'm going to repeat that. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers had the top passing offense in the league with Ryan Fitzpatrick and Jameis Winston at quarterback. Then he went to Georgia after a terrible stint with the Browns where he was a potted plant. Freddie Kitchens was calling all the plays. He was doing everything. Everyone knew that Monken was the victim of circumstance there because what happened was Monken was a candidate for a couple of different head coaching jobs, including the Jets and the Bengals where he was a finalist. The Bengals selected Zach Taylor over him. That seemed to work out okay. The Jets took Adam Gase over him. And from what I understand, it was very close, very close decision. They went with Gase. We all know how that turned out. So he goes to Cleveland because by the time that was all settled, all the OC jobs were pretty much taken. That was a bad year. Wasn't really his fault because it was Freddie Kitchens running things. He goes to the University of Georgia. We all saw what happened there. He ended up winning two national championships as the offensive coordinator there. And look at all the offensive players that developed under his watch. Stetson Bennett was an actual Heisman Trophy candidate. Stetson Bennett, a guy who's like five foot nine and 180 pounds and a 95-year-old senior, he was a Heisman Trophy candidate under Monken. George Pickens developed under Monken. Brock Bowers, who we're going to be talking about now, developed under Monken. Daryl Washington, the tight end who was drafted this past year, under Monken. And then, of course, we see what he's done in Baltimore this year. He's been the offensive coordinator that Lamar Jackson has needed forever. Lamar Jackson's pocket passing has taken huge strides this year. He's back to an MVP level. The Ravens' offense is cooking. They're 11-3, and and they may be the best team in the AFC and probably are the odds-on favorite to win the conference. So I think if you look at Monken's resume, it's very clear 
what he's brought to the table in all of his stops. I'd love to see the Jets bring him in here. I think he'd be awesome with Aaron Rodgers. I think his personality would go perfectly with Aaron Rodgers. And I think he'd do a great job to develop some of the younger talent. He's a guy that knows exactly which buttons to push and all of that. But I really don't want to think about this too much because it's just going to make me sad when the Jets don't end up hiring him and he ends up going somewhere else and being successful as a head coach. Yeah, Todd Monken's one of those guys that it, it drives me crazy. Uh, I've had this conversation with people, and for whatever reason, folks sort of just make their minds up and no amount of evidence will change their minds. And I've had people say, you know, Monken's not that good. And I rattle off a lot of what you just said. Scott and I point out he's been successful at every level. He's developed young quarterbacks at every level. He's had guys, again, I always mention Jameis Winston played his best football ever under Todd Monken, turning college programs around beating Nick Saban's Alabama Crimson Tide in the national championship with, as you said, Stetson Bennett at quarterback. And people just, no, no, they, they just don't want to hear it. No, he's not that good. He, he would have had a coaching job by now if he was good. He would have already been a head coach. Well, sometimes the league screws up. And if Todd Monken doesn't get a head coaching gig this offseason, I don't know what the hell the league is thinking. Um, and I, I'm right there with you, you know, with dur- during that Gase hiring cycle. You know, and, and I have to, you know, full disclosure, my my top two choices, I believe, were Monken and, uh, and Matt Rule, which obviously yeah, Matt Rule would have been a huge bust. Um, but Monken was was one of my top guys, and I, I wish, you know, when they didn't sign him, I I had that argument with folks who who felt like he was, you know, he wasn't that good. I don't know what more you want a guy to do other than be unbelievably successful at every single stop in his career. That's all Todd Monken's done. If the Jets could replace Robert Sala with Todd Monken, I would do it tomorrow. But my fear is that Monken gets a head coaching job this offseason, and if the Jets don't do something special next year, they move on from Sala and Monken's off the table. I'll tell you why Monken didn't get a head coaching job in the NFL yet. He was this close in the 2019 cycle. He lost out in Cincinnati and with the Jets. He took that Browns job because it was the only one left at the time. And that cost him because everything went so poorly that year. Again, not his fault, but it all went so poorly that he ended up having to go back to the college ranks and go to Georgia and be successful again and win two national championships And then because everybody knows he wanted to be in the NFL and eventually become a head coach, that brought him back into the NFL. The Ravens were a perfect situation for him because the Ravens have been waiting for somebody to work with Lamar Jackson who could really maximize his talents. Greg Roman never did that. Monken is doing it now. And so now I think people are going to see, and I'll tell you what, Glenn, I think if this continues through the postseason – If you look at Atlanta, and there are rumors swirling right now about Arthur Smith, if he does get let go, Todd Monken, very popular in the state of Georgia, Mm -hmm. he would be a very interesting fit there. Because if you take Monken with the weapons, Bijan Robinson and Drake London and Kyle Pitts, and you get him a quarterback, whether that's trading up or finding somebody somewhere that's at least competent, all of a sudden, the Falcons go from a team that is going to have a losing record to being a team that could be a real problem, especially in a bad division like that, because the Panthers are bad. The Buccaneers are not that great, especially if Mike Evans does leave this offseason. The Saints are floundering right now. That's a division that could be for the taking for Atlanta with the talent they have. If they get the right head coach and they get the right quarterback, Hiring Monk and a guy who everybody in Georgia loves to begin with for obvious reasons because he helped bring two national championships to the University of Georgia. 
that move would make a ton of sense if they move on from Arthur Smith. But like I said, I'm still holding out hope. I'm hoping that if things don't go well for the Jets next year, Monken's still on the table, but we'll see. I think there is a decent chance that he ends up going somewhere this offseason. We'll have to keep an eye on it. Next question comes in from Crispin Booker. He says, love your content, but can you please stop talking about Mike Tomlin until he's released or the Jets decide to do something? The narrative you're pushing is a bit much. Again, longtime listener, and I'm not trying to offend you. Crispin, you're not offending me. And also, thank you very much for listening. Appreciate it. The reason we've been having these conversations about Mike Tomlin is because, number one, there's not a whole lot else to talk about right now. The Jets are bad. These games are not going to be exciting. People don't really care to talk about the ins and outs of them. So we're talking broader strokes. And with the rumors about Tomlin potentially being on the outs with Pittsburgh, the discussion becomes, well, the Jets have hired nothing but newbies all this time, except for Gase, who was a proven failure, but they hired him anyway. So if Tomlin were available and the Jets had the opportunity to, for the first time since Parcells, hire a guy with an actual track record, is that something that would make sense? And in the context of that discussion, I've brought up my points as to why I think it would make sense. And so we've continued that discussion because it's been a fun discussion to have in a season that, let's be honest, has not been very fun. So that's really all there is to it. We're going to have a lot of draft discussions. We're going to have a lot of theoretical coach, player type of discussions. That's just how this season has gone. So there's no agenda I'm pushing. I'm just saying, here's my thoughts on if Tomlin is available, what I think the Jets should do. I've also, by the way, made it clear that I don't think the Jets are going to make any change at head coach, whether Tomlin becomes available or not. But I do think they should if Tomlin becomes available. I think they should absolutely go after him. I don't even think Tomlin's going to be available, all things equal, by the way. I think the Steelers will keep him. But if he did become available, if it were me, I would absolutely go after him. I don't think he's going to be available, and I don't think the Jets would make a change at head coach anyway. These are all just fun theoreticals in a season that, like I said, has not exactly produced a lot of fun for us. Yeah, the thought of Mike Tomlin leaving Pittsburgh just seems, you know, it's one of those things that seems impossible, but of course everything does come to an end and maybe one day he moves on. And if, and if he does the jets, as you said, they should be interested, but um, the, I think the ringing endorsement, you know, we've spoken recently about, you know, is Aaron Rodgers really all in on Robert Sala um, and the way he spoke about him recently, it, it certainly appears to be the case. So while there was a part of me that thought maybe, maybe they move on from him. If, if, Rodgers isn't thrilled with the performance with what he has seen from Robert Sala behind closed doors. It certainly seems he's happy with him. And that tells me he's not going anywhere. Glenn Naughton of JetNation.com and JetNation Radio. Thanks so much for coming on and answering some mailbag questions with me on this Christmas weekend. Really appreciate it. For those who want to check out everything Glenn's doing, go to JetNation.com and listen to him on JetNation Radio. Make sure you check out everything we're doing at PlayLikeAJet.com and the PlayLikeAJet YouTube channel. We've got some awesome All-22 breakdowns on our channel, so watch our videos and subscribe if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash PlayLikeAJet. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the Play Like Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there, tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. 
Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com.